We begin today in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near at the true heart and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord, who made heaven and earth. I said, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord, and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. Let us now pause for reflection on God's word and for self-examination. O Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor, miserable sinner, confess unto you all my sins and iniquities with which I have ever offended you and justly deserve your temporal and eternal punishment. But I am heartily sorry for them and sincerely repent of them. And I pray you of your boundless mercy and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor, sinful being. Upon this, your confession, I, by virtue of my office, as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God unto all of you, And in the stead and by the command of my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Old Testament reading for today, the transfiguration of our Lord, is from 2 Kings chapter 2. When the Lord was about to take Elijah up to heaven by a whirlwind, Elijah and Elisha were on their way from Gilgal. And Elijah said to Elisha, Please stay here, for the Lord has sent me as far as Bethel. But Elisha said, As the Lord lives, and as you yourself live, I will not leave you. So they went down to Bethel. And the sons of the prophets who were in Bethel came out to Elisha and said to him, Do you not, do you know that today the Lord will take away your master from over you? And he said, Yes, I know it. Keep quiet. Elijah said to him, Elisha, please stay here, for the Lord has sent me to Jericho. But he said, As the Lord lives, and as you yourself live, I will not leave you. So they came to Jericho. The sons of the prophets who were at Jericho drew near to Elisha and said to him, Do you know that today the Lord will take away your master from over you? And he answered, Yes, I know it. Keep quiet. Then Elijah said to him, Please stay here, for the Lord has sent me to the Jordan. But he said, As the Lord lives, and as you yourself live, I will not leave you. So the two of them went on. Fifty men of the sons of the prophets also went and stood at some distance from them, as they both were standing by the Jordan. Then Elijah took his cloak and rolled it up and struck the water. And the water was parted to the one side and to the other, till the two of them could go over on dry ground. When they had crossed, Elijah said to Elisha, Ask what I shall do for you before I am taken from you. And Elisha said, Please let there be a double portion of your spirit on me. And he said, You have asked a hard thing. Yet if you see me as I am being taken from you, it shall be so for you. But if you do not see me, it shall not be so. And as they still went on and talked, behold, chariots of fire and horses of fire separated the two of them. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. And Elisha saw it, and he cried, My father, my father, the chariots of Israel and its horsemen. 
and he saw him no more. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Praise the Lord, all nations. Extol him, all peoples. For great is his steadfast love toward us. And the faithfulness of the Lord endures forever. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. Our epistle today is from Paul's second letter to the Corinthians, chapters 3 and 4. Since we have such a hope, we are very bold, not like Moses, who had put a veil over his face so that the Israelites might not gaze at the outcome of what was being brought to an end, but their minds were hardened, for to this day when they read the Old Covenant, that same veil remains unlifted, because only through Christ is it taken away. Yes, to this day, whenever Moses is read, a veil lies over their hearts. But when one turns to the Lord, the veil is removed. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we all, with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image, from one degree of glory to another. For this love comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. Therefore... Having this ministry by the mercy of God, we do not lose heart, but we have renounced disgraceful, underhanded ways. We refuse to practice cunning or to tamper with God's word, but by the open statement of the truth, we would commend ourselves to everyone's conscience in the sight of God. And even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled only to those who are perishing. In their case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers, to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. For what we proclaim is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord, with ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. For God, who said, let light shine out of darkness, has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Alleluia, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Alleluia, alleluia. The Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the ninth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. After six days, Jesus took with him Peter and James and John and led them up a high mountain by themselves, and he was transfigured before them. And his clothes became radiant, intensely white, as no one on earth could bleach them. And there appeared to them Elijah with Moses, and they were talking with Jesus. And Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good that we are here. Let us make three tents, one for you, and one for Moses, and one for Elijah. For he did not know what to say, for they were terrified. And a cloud overshadowed them, and a voice came out of the cloud. This is my beloved son. Listen to him. And suddenly, looking around, they no longer saw anyone with them but Jesus only. And as they were coming down the mountain, he charged them to tell no one what they had seen until the Son of Man had risen from the dead. This is the gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood. 
on Christ the solid rock I stand all other ground is sinking sand when darkness veils his lovely face I rest on his unchanging grace in every high and stormy gale my anchor holds within the veil on Christ the solid rock I stand all other ground is sinking sand his oath his covenant and blood support me solid rock I stand all other ground is sinking sand when he shall come with trumpet sound oh may I then in him be found clothed in his righteousness alone redeemed to stand before his throne on Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit who gives and who strengthens our faith. The words for our sermon today are from the Gospel of Mark chapter 9 that we have just read. I have had the blessing many times of being in the mountains. I've been fishing in the Tetons. I've been camping at Glacier National Park. Always wonderful, always enjoyable. But I've never been at the top of any significant mountain. But still, I have had mountaintop experiences. Now, early in life, they were mostly sports-related. And then later in life, much more important mountaintop experiences such as marriage and children. All mountaintop experiences, all without a mountain. In our gospel text today, it's a mountaintop experience that we read of. And it even occurs on top of a mountain. But the mountain itself is pretty insignificant. Jesus in his glory... That's what makes it a mountaintop experience. James, John, and Peter would need this mountaintop experience for the days ahead. Need it for proof that they have been correct in following Jesus. Right before ascending the mountain with these three apostles, Jesus has spoken of another mountain that he will ascend. He has spoken to them of Calvary. He has spoken to them of suffering spoken to them of his coming death. And Peter, he spoke against it. And so Jesus gave them this glimpse of his majesty. Elijah and Moses appeared also and spoke with Jesus of his coming suffering and death. And so Peter, James, and John, 
could see Jesus as the fulfillment of the law and the prophets. They could see Jesus as the Son of God. They could see Jesus in his eternal glory. This they want. This they hope for. And this they want to hold on to forever. And so Peter proclaims, "'Tis good, Lord, to be here." And we agree. We want to be with Jesus in his glory too. And so we remember the beautiful transfiguration hymn, "'Tis good, Lord, to be here." But Peter shows again that he doesn't quite get the whole picture. Elijah, Moses, and Jesus have made Jesus' passion and death the subject of conversation in their time together. But Peter, Peter does not want to go there. Peter wants to avoid that still. And so Peter says, let us build three tents, one for you, Jesus, and one for Elijah, and one for Moses. And when Peter starts with this line of thinking, the Father intervenes. This is my beloved Son. Listen to Him. And it's back to the needs of the day, the needs of the world. It's time to leave this mountaintop. More teaching must be done. You see, this can't be the pinnacle. This cannot be the mountaintop. For salvation is not secure. It is not the transfiguration that allows Moses and Elijah to be seen in glory. It is the mountaintop of Calvary that allows them to be seen in glory. And so it is in the necessity of Jesus leaving this mountain that Peter gets the teaching that eventually he understands. It is in Jesus leaving this mountain that allows us to get the full teaching as well. Glory comes. Jesus will be seen in all his glory at the proper time. But that truth does not come without a price. And the price is suffering. For Jesus, it is suffering that leads to death. Suffering that leads to a time forsaken by the Father. Suffering that leads to the Father's wrath being set upon him. And then, and only then, can he return to glory for more than a moment. Only then can he take his place in glory eternally at the right hand of the Father. And that same truth that Jesus will be seen in all his glory and be seen by us, and that we will join him in his glory, doesn't come without a price for us to pay as well. Glory comes to see Jesus in glory and for us to share in his glory comes only with suffering for us too. We don't die, but suffering must be ours as well. And it's natural for us not to think this way. 
The ways of this world are geared towards avoiding suffering and avoiding it at all costs. The ways of this world look at suffering as punishment from God. And unfortunately, there are Christian leaders and Christian authors who have fallen into that way of thinking and lead people astray. Jesus gets Peter, James, and John off of the mountaintop of the transfiguration in order for them to endure suffering. You see, Jesus' promise is not to allow you to be free of suffering. It is that in him, you will endure through it. And so, this truth is what you need to carry through the promised times of suffering. The Father will at times say no to your request to end suffering. Just as he did with Paul in the thorn, with the thorn in his flesh. And just as he did with Jesus in the garden when he wanted his cup of suffering to be removed. And that's because in his wisdom, suffering is for your good. In faith, suffering ensures your glory eternally. The Father promises that. The suffering you endure in the Christian faith is not a punishment, but part of the clay that God uses to mold you into the eternal child in glory that you will be. And as he molds you, carry the truth of the transfiguration with you. You will see Elijah in glory. You will see Moses in glory. In fact, you will see all the saints in glory. In your suffering, carry the truth of the cross and the resurrection with you. You will see Jesus in glory. His hands and his feet, they will have holes. His side, it will be pierced. His radiance will be unsurpassed. And, most importantly, he will see you in glory as well. As he says something like this, Faithful servant, you have endured much. And so your glory will now be greater than all of that. And your glory will be forever. For this, we give all glory, honor, praise, and thanks to our God and our Lord who secures this glory for us. Amen. And now let us confess together our faith with the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, 
the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us now pray for the whole Church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Dear Father in Heaven, we come before you this day a grateful people, for we are able to know of your Son in glory on the Mount of Transfiguration, and we are able to know that your Son is now in glory eternally at your right hand, and we give you thanks for the work of the cross which secures this for us. In the comfort of this grace and this mercy, we come before you now on behalf of your people in need. And so we lift up before you Nicole, Lauren, Marge, Alfred, Brecken, Audrey, Lance, Floyd, Sharon, Barb, Sydney, Emily, Ed, Meredith, Alice, Kim, Marlo, Merlin, Peg, Ray, Ruth, Roger, Don, Nick, Jeanette, Don, Parker, Fred, Doris, Kyle, Sandy, Taffy, Gail, and all people that are not mentioned here who are in our hearts. We pray, dear Father, if it be your will that you bring healing to them. Watch over them, dear Father, in these most difficult of days, and may they know of your grace and your mercy in their midst of their illnesses and injuries. Again, if it be your will, bring healing to them. But more than that, may they be, may they be strong in faith as they deal with these difficulties. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Father, we lift up before you Tyler, Devin, Kyle, Roger, Tanner, Logan, Alex, Nick, Daniel, Cameron, and all those who are involved in our armed forces. We pray, dear Father, that you give them the abilities that they need to do the work that is before them each day, that they do it uh, in faith, that they do it to the glory of your name and for the benefit of us, your people. We pray, dear Father, that your Holy Spirit be with them, that they would bring glory to your name in all they do throughout their days. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Father, we lift up those who lead throughout our country and throughout the world, and we pray, dear Father, that you bless them uh, with great wisdom in their governing. We ask that they look to you and to you only for this wisdom. We pray that their work may be a benefit to us, your people, bring glory to your name. And we also pray uh, that uh, our country would come to repentance as is needed in these difficult days. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Father, we lift up the youth of our congregation at this time. We pray for them. We ask that you give them the abilities that they need to continue to learn in these difficult days. We also ask that they'd have great zeal and great desire to learn more of the gospel of your son and the saving grace uh, that comes uh, through it. Bless them and watch over them. Again, may they work to the glory of your name. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Father, we lift up our community, our state, our country, and our world as we deal So we continue to deal with this pandemic. We pray, dear Father, for those who are infected with the virus, that you give healing to them. We also pray, dear Father, for those who work with those people uh, on the front lines or also work in other areas where they are exposed, that you give them protection. Watch over them, dear Father, in these days. And we pray, if it be your will, that you bring an end to this through a, a vaccine and through treatment. Bless us in these difficult days. And again, bring this quickly to a close. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And Father, we lift up uh, uh, Michael's family. We lift up Michael's family as Michael has now gone to be in eternal glory with you. We pray uh, for his wife and children and uh, also for uh, John and Sherilyn, his his, uh, uh, father and mother-in-law. We ask your blessings upon them all in this time of mourning. 
May they know of your grace and mercy in the midst of difficult days. May they know the victory that is theirs and that is Michael's by grace through faith in your son. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Let us now pray together the words our Savior taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. In holy conversation, we speak to God in prayer. And at his invitation, our deepest thoughts we share. We come as will obeying, as children bringing needs, and to support our praying, His Spirit intercedes. These holy conversations begin in childlike ways. We bring our supplications and words of thanks and praise. With care our Father listens to every thought expressed. Then answers our petitions in ways he knows our best. As holy conversation, in silence or by word, in every situation, through Jesus we are heard. So let us pray securely, expressing hopes and fears with confidence that you